Welcome to Season 4 of the Irish Baptist College podcast, Let's Talk. I'm your host, Davey Ellison, and I serve as the Director of Training at the Irish Baptist College. Here at the college, we seek to magnify Christ, advance the gospel, and strengthen the church. And we do this primarily by training men and women for Christian service in a variety of spheres. So in this series of the podcast, we are talking about surviving ministry. Um, Collectively, the college staff team has almost 150 years of ministry experience. This ministry experience is ever-growing as alongside our roles in the college, we continue to be involved in various aspects of ministry in our home churches, the association more broadly, and even organizations beyond that. We hope that by sharing something of our experience, we might encourage and equip you to fulfill your ministry wherever that is whether you're serving as a pastor, a missionary, among women with children and young people, or or in whatever way that you're serving God and his people, we hope that these conversations will um, encourage and equip you in that. Uh, So to help us with that today is uh, our librarian, Claire McNabb. Uh, Good to have you with us, Claire. Thank you. Um, Claire has some experience um, we've just worked out a decade of experience in (laughs) children's and youth ministry. and then obviously was a child and a young person in ministries prior to that. Yes. Um, so it's good to have you with us today, Claire, and uh, to be thinking about this topic. Thanks very much. How are you this week? Has it been a busy week? Has it been a quiet week? Just before we jump into all of the other questions. Yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, we're currently recording and it's the last week of term. So it's been lovely. We have our carol service today. We had our student lunch uh, yesterday. Everyone's in their Christmas jumpers. Yeah, it's been really nice. Yes, it's quite festive this week in college, uh, which is great. Um, and uh, I've got my Christmas tree in the corner of my office yes. as we record. Um, so that's good. Um, in a previous uh, edition of the podcast, and uh, if you want to listen to that, you can go back and find it. Um, but we, we heard about your, your testimony um, and how God saved you. Um, this uh, episode, we're going to think about ministry, and uh, you obviously serve in a number of different capacities in children's and youth ministry. Yes. Um, so first question uh, today is what led you into that ministry? So after God saved you, um, what happened in your life or what happened in your head and your heart that um, <clears throat> led you into ministry in terms of serving um, in children's and youth ministry? Well, it was actually just by taking... Uh, one small step at a time. So I grew up uh, going to the children's and youth ministry in my church uh, and I also went to CEF camps and youth weekends and so I really recognised the value of those events and the influence Mm. that they had in my life and then when I got older, when I was about 16, uh, my church asked me to become a Sunday school teacher and a good news club teacher and uh, CEF also gave me opportunities to serve um, at uh, five day clubs in the summer uh, and also I went to a CEF weekend where I was a kitchen help um, that weekend actually I met Andrew who's now my husband and he invited me to go to SYC which is like a young adults bible study uh, and he and his friends ran it and now we both get to serve together in that in our home um, and we also lead it comes in the summer so one small step uh, led to the next one I suppose um, but one of the key steps for me was doing a gap year with CEF after university um, it was a formative year because I'm not really an at the front person <laughs> in fact I really don't like being at the front um, 
but we organized and ran a lot of youth events uh we did a lot of behind the scenes work we did a lot of proofreading a lot of editing talks and i really enjoyed it mm. um i discovered that there's so much that needs to be done that's unseen in children's and youth ministry yeah. And I discovered that I definitely prefer working in the background. Um, <laughs> but I really love that I still get to be a link in the chain of bringing the gospel uh, to children and young people and helping them to be discipled well. And I suppose in some ways uh, that led to me working part-time with CEF in their office in Belfast. Mm. Super, super. I guess to sum it all up, I'm really thankful for those people who invested in me as a child and as a young person and he taught me the importance and the need for serving. Okay. Um, and then who lived their lives, exampling that to me. Uh, and they gave me an opportunity to serve. And they encouraged me as I did it. And I'm really mm. thankful for those particular people. It's great to have those examples of service that we can look yeah. up to and um, see how, how it should be done. And then to, to follow in their steps. Yeah. I'm going to go back to another conversation we had that, that's not recorded. Um. But you, you mentioned there people gave you opportunities. You're you're a kind of behind the scenes person, as you've yes. mentioned. <clears throat> That's obviously key for people who are maybe a bit quieter, don't like being at the front. Yes. <laughs> they don't seek out opportunities to serve, but sometimes those opportunities need to be presented to them and that's Absolutely. that's one way of incorporating people into into ministry. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, there's a guy I know and he is really, really excellent behind the scenes. Um you just need to ask him to do something and he We'll happily do it for you. Um, Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, obviously a little bit of romance helps as well, but we'll not go down (laughs) that road. Thank you. Um, We'll not go down that road. So now you are serving in uh, youth and children's ministry. Um, As you do that and as you have done that, are there any particular resources that have been helpful, whether, you know, whether that's people or, you know, sermons that you've heard or places that you've been to you know what what kind of resources have helped equip and encourage you mm-hmm. in terms of children's and youth ministry I think before you begin children's or youth ministry uh, you need to see the importance that the bible places on teaching children and young people and um, so in Psalm 78 we see the importance of passing the truth of God's word on to the next generation mm. uh, so I'd say the bible is my first one and the key one <laughs> um, but I found conferences to be really helpful when I was about 18, I did the CEF training week, which was a really great week. Um, basically, it's a week for young people to learn how to simply and clearly explain the gospel to children. So we did topics like, what is the gospel? Digging deeper mm. into that. Um, the urgency of the gospel, why it's urgent. Uh, how to teach the Bible to Roman Catholic children and Muslim children and what the differences are there. How we can best explain the gospel to them how to teach a Bible lesson, how to teach a memory verse well, uh, all sorts of things like that. I went to another conference on working with children who have uh, additional needs. Um, So sometimes conferences that are a little bit more specialist can be really Mm. helpful because we have such a variety uh, of needs in children and young people these days and it's good to be aware of them and good to know how to best serve them as well. And then uh, the most recent conference I was at was a Growing Young Disciples conference with Sam Albury. Mm. Um, and he was just chatting about young people and uh, sexuality and the big issues that they're facing today. So that was really helpful as well. Mm. 
And then I guess as the librarian, I really should mention uh, a book. <laughs> um, so there are lots of good books out there on children's and youth ministry. But actually, thankfully, there's a lot of books being written now, a lot of good books being written for children and young people, mm. um, which often reveal a lot of the big issues that they face that we maybe wouldn't think of uh, straight away. So, for example, Rebecca McLaughlin's book, 10 Questions Every Teen Should Ask and Answer about Christianity. Mm. Um, it's a really great book. Yeah, super. Uh, I've read Confronting Christianity, which I think is the, the adult version of that book. Um, Rebe- Rebecca McLaughlin's a great author, uh, very clear, uh, very intelligent, um, well well written and well researched yes. um, books uh, on difficult topics, you know, not afraid to tackle the difficult questions, yeah. which is really good. Um, you've told a lot about conferences there. Um, what, what's been the best thing about you know is it the content that you get at a conference is that the key thing that helps or is it just the fact of being at a conference with a load of other people who are kind of in similar ministries what you obviously conferences have had a big impact on you because you've listed about five of (laughs) them there so yeah i mean i think it's both Um, okay the content at those particular conferences has been really great but also just meeting with other people in the same situations who's children and young people face the same situations as mine um, yeah. has been really helpful to get ideas from them and especially uh, in the discussion times it's been it's been really good so both is, okay. is my answer good good well that's certainly been my experience of being at conferences of people in similar ministries you kind of oh you experience the same difficulties yes. we do um, that, that's really encouraging and then if there's good content um, that's almost a bonus on top of just the spending time with with people um, which is good and and so I'm so glad that you mentioned the Bible as well. You know, there's this propensity in youth and children's ministry to kind of try to be fun and cool, yeah. which which I think you can do. But you got you know, we're there to share scripture and, and the truths of scripture. Well, that leads us on to the next question, um, which might be a sensitive topic because uh, <laughs> you have done theological training. You just didn't do it at the Irish Baptist <laughs> yes. College, but um, we're gracious and forgiving, so it's not a problem. Um, so you've done some theological training. Um, now, you, you did that as part of your university studies. Yes. Um, so it wasn't necessarily with a vision of serving in ministry. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm assuming that. Um from how, from conversations we've had, but you've also had some training with CEF, yes, which Child Evangelism <laughs> Fellowship, and um, for those who who maybe aren't aware of that, um, so in what way did all that theological training equip you for ministry? Um, whether that's that kind of formal university training, or whether that's, um, you know, conferences or specific training that that CEF offers. Well, I mean, primarily we need to know our Bibles. We need to have. Uh, thought through theological issues we need to know what we believe why we believe it and then we want to teach those big truths and concepts in a way that the youngest children can understand and that's not an easy job no <laughs> um, so we, we need to know our bibles but I think as well um after class the fellowship and the sharpening of one another as we discussed what we learned albeit mm. around the pool table or the coffee shop or the common room uh, was really helpful as well but as you know children ask questions and you're often put on the spot everyone is now (laughs) waiting to hear the answer to the question my dog just died is he going to be in heaven um and that's an example of where your theological training will help you to know the answer 
Mm. But actually, it's your experience in uh, ministry that helps shape how you answer that question uh, mm. and the way in which you do it. Um, so what is the answer? No, I'm only <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not sure who, who said this quote, but it's really stuck with me. Um, we don't want to give children little truths to grow out of, but rather big truths to grow into. Mm. And we don't want to dilute it right down. Um we actually want to give them the big truths that they can grow into but not to contradict my answer uh, but you don't need theological training to be qualified to do children's and youth ministry it's really helpful yeah I'd really recommend it uh, but if you're listening and you aren't theologically trained I don't want you to think that you can't be greatly used certainly. to God in, chil- in children's ministry certainly yeah well we we heartily agree with that um and not to contradict you, but we, we do offer <laughs> theological training at a range of levels as well here at the Irish Baptist College. So not just university level, but um, other levels as well, evening classes um, and things that will help you dig into the Bible and hopefully then um, equip you in, in your ministry. Um, that's helpful. Um, you've been really helpful so far, Claire, but I'm going to press you for more um, yeah. help. Um, so... Um, just think about people who are maybe serving in these ministries, children's, youth, you know, Sunday school teachers, children's club leaders, um, youth group leaders, um, whether that's paid position or voluntary position. Um, and they're just hopefully listening, trying to glean some <laughs> encouragement and help um, and advice. Um, so what's the, the single best piece of advice that you've received um, and that perhaps you'd like to pass on to others who are serving in children's and youth ministries? Yeah, well, I don't uh, claim to have all answers or uh, all the best pieces of advice. But the one thing I would say is do the little things faithfully. There's so many unseen things in children's and youth ministry, like cutting out the craft or uh, putting out the chairs, taking the attendance. Um, Do those things faithfully. Do them under the Lord. Mm. Um, There's a lot that we can wing. There's a lot that we can do in our own strength. But yet we shouldn't. We need to be faithful in preparing well yeah definitely definitely and that and it's just that reminder as well sometimes we think ministry is conducted by the the one person at the front um and actually no there's a full team that makes a children's meeting happen or um a five-day club take place or the youth fellowship happen and and everybody who contributes in different ways needs to be recognized in that (laughs) and and everybody needs to be faithful whether you're at the front or not um need to be faithful in those tasks super obviously not everybody is involved in the same ministry so there's maybe mm-hmm. some some people listening and um you know trying to teach children frightens them mm-hmm. um they're nowhere near cool enough to work with young people and <laughs> um, they're kind of look children's and youth ministry is not my in my wheelhouse um not my gifting not my passion Mm -hmm. but i recognize it's important and so i want to help the people who do it to do it well um so how how can we best help um so you know you're involved in youth and children's ministry so how can someone best help you in that ministry how can someone best help the other youth and children's workers in their local church or um wherever they come into contact with them yeah i mean there's there's a number of ways but the most important is by praying we we need god's help it's his work uh, and we're just used by him so please pray for us please pray for the youth 
and children's ministry uh, workers in your church or mm. in your area. Um, if you're a church leader, maybe you could check in with your leaders, make sure that they're resourced well, uh, with good materials, with training, with even access to good books on children's and youth ministry. Uh, mm. Call in for a wee visit. That will encourage them. Maybe don't go every week, but um, <laughs> maybe just the odd time. <laughs> you don't want to scare them either. Uh, but yeah, check in with them. Make sure they're okay. Make sure there's nothing that they need. Um, maybe you're not a church leader. Uh, maybe you're a parent and uh, you can send your kids along to the children's and youth work in your church or your area. Encourage them to listen, ask them questions, reinforce what they've learned. Mm. But also just by encouraging. Sometimes uh, this kind of ministry is discouraging. Sometimes it's really tough. Sometimes it appears that there's no fruit at all. Um, but whenever you see spiritual growth in your children um, or young people, let the leaders know, tell them. Uh, that's one of the most encouraging things to yeah. hear. Because we don't often we don't often see it. We see them, you know, on a Friday night or a Monday afternoon or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, and then the last thing, offer to do little things like maybe you could make the buns for the party. <laughs> maybe you could help with the bus run. Hmm. Maybe uh, you could be an extra body whenever there's a leader off sick, provided hmm. your access and I cleared. Um, but do the little things. Do the little things. Yeah. Okay, super. Loads of um, advice there on how to best help those. And I think I particularly appreciate that idea of parents engaging with youth and children. You know, so mm-hmm. sometimes it's kind of send the children or young people off to those ministries. And that's great. You get rid of them for a couple of hours <laughs> and get to do stuff or whatever. But um, just to have that connection with the leaders of those ministries is so, so important and can be encouraging both ways as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, there's there, there's one more group of people I want to want to think about um just before we uh, try to wrap this up, Claire um and that is maybe people who are involved in youth and children's ministry. And they're just kind of running out of steam. Um, yeah. you know, you, you I think you said it it can be difficult and hard work. Um, sometimes you you pour all this effort into it and you you seem to see very little fruit. Yeah. Um. So whether someone's been doing that for two years and think, oh, this is not for me, I need to get out of this, or whether someone's been doing it for 30 years and thinks, you know what, has there been any benefit to all this effort I've poured into this? Um, is there any encouragement that you could offer um, these people or just to, to, to keep going um, in this ministry, just to encourage them in it? Yeah, well, I think just keep going because... You have no idea of uh, how much those children and young people are taking in. Mm. Even when it looks like they're not listening. Even when they're having a chat with their neighbour in the middle of your talk. Um, even when it looks like nothing's happening. You don't know what God's doing in their heart. Um, yeah. And the fruit that maybe in years to come that will produce. So keep going. Keep being faithful in those little things. Um, and in heaven someday we will maybe see part of the, the fruit of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of one of God's strange providences that he rarely lets us see the fruit of, yes. of our ministers. There's only a small number of people ever kind of see that. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think of like the you know, vast number of testimonies that I hear. Um people are so grateful for the biblical teaching that they received as children and young people whether they came to faith as a child yeah. or young person or whether they come to faith much later in life, but then all that residual 
teaching which somehow just lodges itself in there and doesn't disappear then comes mm. to the surface so um, I think that should be a great encouragement as well the people involved in, in youth and children's ministry yeah. um, well Claire it's been great to have you um, on the podcast it's been great to hear a little bit of um, your experience and for you to share with us and uh, that's I've enjoyed that. Hopefully Thank our listeners so <laughs> hopefully our listeners have enjoyed that and that's been an encouragement and a help um to you. Uh, and so thank you, Claire, for joining us and uh thank you for listening to Let's Talk. Uh, the Irish Baptist College is committed to training men and women for gospel service here in Ireland and across the globe. Uh, and if you're interested in preparing for ministry at a theological college that is academically rigorous and vocationally focused then I want to invite you to explore the opportunities available to study theology at the Irish Baptist College. You can do that by visiting irishbaptistcollege.org to find out more. There are also open events planned for January and February. Um, You can go to the events page on our website for all the necessary information. Uh, And I am pleased to say that the college is now open to applications for September 2023. Uh, And hopefully I'll see one from you. Until next time. Thank you.